When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I've got a name that's not particularly common. Right, and I always kind of enjoy that because there are very few people who share my name. It also means my name isn't in the news very often. And I'll be honest, I'm a bit annoyed that the one time my name is in the news, well, put it this way, it's not the best time to be called Alec, really, is it? But um, over the next couple of hours, I will attempt to redeem the good name and do it justice, and I'd just like to point out that hashtag not all Alex, thank you. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. H and Evelino Toddler T party around my place, and Swedish House Mafia before that. Who'd have thought I'd be playing Swedish House Mafia on the radio in 2021? Uh, teaming up with The weekend. that is Moth to a Flame on Wizard Radio. I'm really sorry, I'm, I'm just slightly distracted, literally, as as the those songs ended. Um, I'm just watching a man outside out the window, and he's... I can't work out what he's doing. He's like, he's using a dustpan and brush, but just on the ground, outside. And he's, he's sweeping something up. I can't work out what he's sweeping up. Or what, like, uh, like a little handheld one. Why is he doing that? I wish I could work out what he's trying to clean up, but I can't. But that, that's the thing that's just distracted me. Okay. Anyway, he's, he's moved on now. I'll never know. There's just a, a suspicious, like, puddle of <laughs> what, what could have gone on there. I'll never know. Um, anyway, hi, my name's Alec Feldman. This is the kind of professional quality broadcasting you can expect every Saturday afternoon between 3 and 5 p.m. How are you? How was your week? Are you okay? Uh, how has everything been? Um, nice to be back on. On the show today, topics to be discussed include, here's the, the shopping list, LinkedIn, 
briefing rooms, Twitter searches, Craig David, Angela Merkel, and cabbages. That is the, the agenda. <laughs> um, it'll all make sense as we get to it. Don't, don't worry about it. I've got a 60 second guide and we'll play what's going on as well, which is the game where you just have to guess what's happening. That is on just before four o'clock. Plus, music on the way from Years and Years and Mimi Webb after I tell you about the best and the worst things in the world this week. The world moves on fast, you know, things change in a week and so too do the things that I'm enjoying just in my mind thinking about any time I get a spare moment. So this is, this is what's going on um, this week. The worst thing in the world to me um, it's a sort of it's a compound effect. Two things have happened at once. Uh, the block of flats that I live in now um, Previously had some highly flammable cladding all the way up the side Which is obviously very dangerous and they've they've started taking it all off uh, Which is a kind of I mean, it's good obviously, but it's also inconvenient for many many reasons one of them is because they've taken off all this cladding uh, it's now really really cold because we've just like lost like 50% of the outside wall So it is freezing which is kind of annoying, but also the radiator that's in the kitchen has broken So the kitchen is even more freezing and it's got like a massive glass window door thing as well So like all the heat exchange is taking place. It's so cold in there I had to resort to like turning the oven on just for warmth which I'm sure that is absolutely terrible for the planet. I have no doubt. It's like the most inefficient way to heat a room. But there's literally no other option. It's that or freeze. And so I'm using the oven as central heater. I'm sure that's also... Is that possibly dangerous? I hope not. It's not a gas oven. I think we're okay. It's just stupid, isn't it? <laughs> it's all I have to do. So that's really annoying. The energy bills are going to be horrendous. Oh, that's such a grown-up thing to say. Ugh. What have I become? Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's talk about some more positive things. One of the best things in the world this week, just a typo that really made me laugh on the um, Pret-a-Manger page of Deliveroo. How, how middle class is that? Um, and, you know, you've got all the things you can buy from Pret, your, your toasties, your pastries, coffees, baguettes, and they've got a special autumn menu. And on that autumn menu is a number of things, including a chocolate mousse, uh, that's Moose, M-O-O-S-E and whoever wrote it as you spelt it like the animal and everybody knows or at least all fans of Moose know that chocolate Moose has a U in it, it's like M-O-U-S-E and so I just, that made me laugh um, more than it should have done the thought of a Moose completely made of chocolate showing up if you ordered that uh, that would be good but I don't think that's what happened that genuinely brought me joy because I'm a loser and here is something else that you might be able to take on in your day-to-day -day life if you want to be a bit more healthy you want to eat more fruit and veg how does this sound garlic is now one of your five a day well I, I say now I think it's always been one of your five a day but this wasn't something that had really been on my radar until very recently because Halloween's approaching it's next Sunday and all the shops they put all the like, Halloween decorations up and stuff but they've also got all their, you know, Halloween products. And they've they've changed garlic to make it more Halloween-y. At least in Aldi they have. Because garlic, you know, you use it to ward off vampires and stuff. So they've replaced just the usual garlic with some orange netting. 
instead of white, it's now orange, like a pumpkin. And on the label, it says, Halloween, woo, ah, garlic. And I was just looking at that, I was like, okay, so garlic's spooky now, fine. But because I would never normally look at the, the label on a garlic packet before, I never noticed that there's a little symbol on there that says, oh, it's one of your five a day. So, thanks to that, I now know that garlic is one of your five a day. I don't know whether one single clove of garlic counts or whether you have to eat the whole bulb. If anybody would like to do this experiment for me, um, feel free. I'm not going to because that is the most antisocial thing you could possibly ever do. But if you're down for it, if you want to do a bit of science, feel free. Eat a bulb of garlic. Tell me whether you feel any healthier. What was the saying? Uh, a bulb of garlic a day keeps the doctor away. Something like that. Anyway. Those are the best things and the worst things in the world this week. Using an oven as a radiator, not good. Chocolate mousse, like the animal, mildly entertaining. And garlic being good for you. It's one of your five a day. Great news. Here's Mimi Webb and 24-5 on Wizard Radio. Mimi Webb and 24-5, it's Wizard Radio. Hi, I'm Alec, you're right. Um, years and years is on a second. And, um, and that's it, actually. Years and years is on in a second. That's all I have to say. Uh, you know LinkedIn? It's like the, the social network for really boring, grown-up corporate drones. And I, I don't really know why it was invented. I suppose they were like, hey, what if it was social networking, but for boring people and liars? Um, and you just people join it and they put their like CV on there and generally just boast about how great they are and stuff like that. And they turn any minor achievement into like a big meaningful lesson and it's a load of rubbish basically but um people are on it and because everyone else is on it you sort of feel like you also need to be on it so i'm on it i don't really update it very often i just enjoy seeing other people you know what else i enjoy actually i enjoy seeing what people i went to school with are now doing as like their jobs because it's really it's really interesting all of the ones that were like not idiots just the kind of messed about a bit and weren't that nice they now have these like quite i don't know well-paid corporate jobs and it's like wow what happened to you how did that happen um uh, but any that's but bye uh, there's a guy do you know what go ape is like a an outdoors activity center where they've got loads of high ropes and obstacle courses that are all up in the trees and it's, it's, it's a good day out you go and they attach you to a wire so you don't fall off and you just do these like mid-air obstacle courses. It's a good time. They have a few of them all dotted around the place. And the guy who is the CEO of Go Ape and like the founder, he's on LinkedIn. See, it is all tying together. He's on LinkedIn and he's put all of his former jobs before he founded Go Ape on LinkedIn. And now, like I said, LinkedIn is known for just bland corporate people there's never anything funny on linkedin ever except for this guy who <laughs> has put his cv up and he's just been really really rude basically about all of his previous jobs let me read you a couple of extracts so from 1987 to 1998 he spent 11 years as a tank commander in the army um, he liked that one. He said, a great job, massive education for life, and all it throws at you. Worthwhile, rewarding, and vocational. So, so far, so good. After the army, he got a job working for Coca-Cola, 
in dodgy and unglamorous bits of London, it says here. He was a regional sales manager. First job after the army. Surprisingly good fun. Well-run company. Bit like the army. <laughs> bit, lots of motivated young people doing a bit of a grim job with enthusiasm as drive. Top job. Um, so he, he quite liked working for Coca-Cola. I mean, I'd assume they would be a well-run company. They have been around for quite a long time. <laughs> if they were doing a terrible job, they'd probably have gone under a while ago. Uh, from then, he went on to be a master black belt in Six Sigma Salesforce effectiveness. I'm not making this up, it says. He did that for a year. And the comments on this one, what a waste of time that was. Statistical mumbo jumbo, corporate politics, a hugely dispiriting experience. It's quite refreshing, really, to see someone call it out for what it is. And then from 2000 to 2001, he was a clueless European marketing manager for a dull business. And this is, this is the real killer. This is where he really sticks the dagger in. I'm grateful to this company. If working for them wasn't such a soul-destroying experience, I may never have founded Go Apes. Like, I mean, the ultimate shade at his former employers. There is a man who knows he's set for life and never has to apply for another job again. Because if he did, it would not be like that. It would not be that funny. It would be, I had this experience and it really set me up and it was a great time. And I learned lots of skills and developed my talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bore off. That is way better. So today I'd like to dedicate the show to, um, oh, what's he called? To Tristram Mayhew, the founder of Go Ape. Well done to you for actually being funny on LinkedIn. Who'd have thought? This is new from Years and Years, aka Ollie Alexander, all on his own. This is Crave on Wizard Radio. New Years and Years, that is Crave. Wizard Radio is on. It's Saturday afternoon. Hi, I'm Alec. And, you know, Boris, he's, he's done another thing. I feel like every week there's a new Boris story. It's like, oh, what's he done now? Boris, Boris Johnson, I mean, you know. The, the man who is Prime Minister of UK. And I sound surprised when I say that because I still am. And it's been like two years. But here we are. He is the Prime Minister. And this week in The Adventures of Boris Johnson and Friends... He's used his sexy multi-million pound Downing Street briefing room to watch the new James Bond movie. Uh, do you remember they said they were going to do daily press briefings and they were like, oh, well, if we're going to do this and it's going to be on the telly. We need to make a fancy briefing room. And they spent um, several million quid, I think, on making this briefing room and then decided not to do the, the daily briefings after all. So the only time it really gets an outing these days is for the COVID conferences. You know, next slide, please, and all that. And I suppose if it is just sat there gathering dust, then it does make sense that, you know, use it or lose it. If you've got it, you might as well use it to watch the James Bond movie. I, I, I kind of <laughs> almost respect that. It's, you know, it's clever. It's like, well, we've got it. We might as well turn it into like a home cinema, get it on the big screen. I bet there's really good sound and comfy seats. And I suppose best of all, you don't have to mingle with, you know, the general public. Because why would, why would he want to do that? Um, whether or not Chris Whitty and, you know, Patrick Valance and Nicola Sturgeon and Robert Peston on a TV, whether they were invited to this Bond screening, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's nice that they're getting use out of the room <laughs> for their own purposes. Um, but it did remind me a bit of when we were, we were just about to leave school uh, a couple of years ago. And in the last few weeks, my friend brought in his Nintendo Wii. And 
managed to hook it up to like the you know the like the big screen the smart boards or the active boards or whatever it was called and during like free periods in the last couple of weeks of school everyone would just go into this classroom and play mario kart on the wii which he'd hooked up to the big screen and i thought that was brilliant and kind of got away with it and it was allowed which was incredible so all boris has done is just that but on a slightly bigger scale and so i have got a question for you it might be a bit specific um feel free to use your own creative license on interpreting this question but have you ever used a piece of special equipment inappropriately e.g boris johnson using his briefing room to watch james bond e.g playing mario kart on the smart boards at school e.g my dt teacher who once sharpened a pencil using a disc sander um whilst telling us how dangerous it was to misuse the dt equipment that kind of thing have you ever done that i know that might be a bit specific but let's let's throw it out there see what sticks um if you want to get in touch the number is 07807 183 538 uh if you want to tweet me it's at WizRadio. the email is station at wizardradio.co.uk have you got an answer to this question have you ever used a piece of special equipment inappropriately <laughs> feel free to interpret that however you would like i'll play you monoskin after sam fender this is get you down on wizard radio alec feldman on wizard radio Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Radio, that was Monoskin and Let You Down. Before that, Sam Fender and Get You Down. That's funny. Um, well done to whoever scheduled that. I'm Alec Feldman and I'm come. I'm going to play you. <laughs> what? I've mixed up two sentences there. Oh no, it's called Mamma Mia, and I just forgot to change it on my bit of paper. This, this, you know what? This is going disastrous. Should we start this one again? Hang on. <laughs> Just pretend the last 30 seconds ever happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rewind. Man of Skin and Mamma Mia on Wizard Radio. Before that, Sam Fender and Get You Down. I'm Alec Feldman. And coming up, Lisa and Ashnika. I'm very tired. I'm really sorry. Uh, I hope all is good. Uh, right. What am I talking about? Yes. Boris Johnson used his Downing Street briefing room to watch the new James Bond film multi-million pound briefing very expensive doesn't get used all that often apart from like the occasional covid press conference so to get your money's worth he put a james bond screening on in there fair play you know we all did the same we played mario kart on the smart boards at school um, i had a dt teacher who sanded a pencil to sharpen it what about you have you ever used a piece of special equipment inappropriately um, this was a bit of a risky one. I didn't know whether we'd get anything on this, but we've had something, which is good. I'm very happy. Sam says a couple of years ago when I was in year seven, we had a cover teacher for our music class, which is the worst idea ever, by the way, because nobody behaves during music at the best of times. Add in the cover teacher to that situation, and it will not end well. For some reason, my chair was missing from my desk, so the sub asked me to find a chair from somewhere else that I could sit on. For some reason. The first thought that came to mind was to use a drum from the drum room and then use that as a chair. It turns out drums are, aren't as tough as they look. I think I was sat on it for about two minutes before it came in on itself and broke. Not great. 
oh, that upsets me. That upsets me for so many reasons. One of the reasons that upsets me, because I always loved music at school. It was such a fun lesson. And I was always the one that was, like, frustrated by everyone that messed around, because I wanted to enjoy the lesson and do stuff. And so I, I, was, I was really good, and I, like, paid attention and shut up and stuff. And so that it's upset me because of that, you know, people not respecting the great subject of music. Also upset me because you, you, you broke an instrument. You abused an instrument and broke it. That poor drum, what did it ever do to you? It probably cost loads of money, that. And you just sat on it like a chair and broke it. I mean, did you really think that it could survive being sat on? Like, it's only a thin layer of, like, plastic, isn't it, that, that's on a drum. What? <laughs> okay, fine. If you want, if you want to sit on an instrument that will survive, steel pan. Come on, like that. That can hold a human's weight quite easily, but not a drum. No, 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 no. Um, Matt says this is probably a bit much. Yeah, that's how all good messages start. Me and my friends once turned a classroom into what we called a war room. This involved shutting the blinds turning the lights off, putting the tables on their sides, and then carrying chairs as if they're weapons. It was actually a lot of fun, and only one person got hurt when they got a chair thrown at them. <laughs> but, to be fair to me, that was against the rules. Well, that's alright then. The end result was that a teacher walked in whilst we were mid-battle, and we all got after-school detentions. The war is not over. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's a message and a half. Why were you having wars in your class? I mean, I suppose I can't really talk, actually. I wasted a lot of free periods. Um, but I'm glad there was only only one injury. That's good to know. Uh, this is going to be a really difficult one to describe, but I'm going to give it a go. Because you just reminded me, actually, of another inappropriate use of equipment slash way I managed to waste time. Um, you know those storage cupboards that are like metal and they've got the folding doors so you can the doors open to the side and when they open they like fold inside the the cabinet does that make sense and so they're made up of like lots of individual little struts and that's how they can like bend and fold and stuff um, there was a broken cupboard in one of the classrooms so we dismantled the the like the little foldy door bits and then used the sticks to have sword fights with that was a great day did terribly in those year 12 mocks but that was a great day um rowan says the worst way i've used a piece of special equipment was at school of course i used a class workbook as a knife and i tried to cut someone with it what he says that was before i became as mellow as i am now i was really hyperactive someone was annoying me my thought process was well if you can get a paper cut from a piece of paper I wonder what loads of pieces of paper could do to someone. Um, but basically, not a lot happens when there's a lot of paper involved. <laughs> I mean, does that almost does that even count, given that you clearly fail? I mean, the science on that is very simple. Um, I can explain it to you if you like. Right, cuts. You can you can cut skin when there's enough pressure, right? And the bigger the force on the smaller the area, the higher the pressure. So one piece of paper, very thin. You put some force on that, that's a lot of pressure. But lots of pieces of paper, they're like one object. They're not thin. The area's bigger, the pressure's smaller. 
So that's why you can't give someone loads of paper cuts with a book. <laughs> as if I even need to explain that. Um, although I am now thinking about paper cuts in it. No. Well, that's that then. Uh, thank you for your messages. They've made me laugh. Especially Matt and his classroom war room. Um, so cheers for getting involved. Because, you know, that, that was a slightly specific question. I'm glad that it, it sort of worked out all right. Coming up next, I would like to pitch an idea to the big bosses of Twitter. I've had a really good one, and I'll tell you what it is after Lisa and Money on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, Lisa and Money. Hi, I'm Alec Feldman. Ashnika coming up, and we'll do what's going on uh, in a minute. But first, I've had an idea. I know it always worries people when I say that, but this one is actually very good and very achievable. I spend far too much of my life on Twitter. I think it is my, my favourite social media platform because Facebook's Facebook's kind of dying, isn't it? Facebook's for boomers and memes. Um, Instagram, I'm not hot enough for. Whereas Twitter, Twitter's my arena because Twitter's words. And I'm alright with words, mostly, sometimes. So I like it. And there's a lot of funny stuff on Twitter and quite interesting stuff. So that that's that's where I spend most of my time on the internet. It's good. But it has its quirks and it has its annoyances. And one of them is the way sometimes you'll like open it and then it'll refresh. And there'll be a tweet at the top of the timeline and you're like, oh that looks kind of interesting. But then it'll refresh and it'll go away. And you'll scroll down and you won't be able to find it. It's just like, right, okay, that's gone. I never got to read it properly. And now it's gone. And that's really annoying. There are other times where like you're like, oh, oh, I saw this tweet the other day and you want to tell someone about it. But then you can't find it again because you don't follow the person who wrote it. Or you can't remember who wrote it. You just remember vaguely what it said. And it's impossible to track down. And that is really, really annoying. And so I would like to propose an idea. I'd like to put this out to Jack Dorsey, who's the big boss man of Twitter. He runs the show. This is a great idea and probably really easy to implement. What if you could search and then filter those searches based on tweets you have already seen? So you, like, you're not searching just all of Twitter. You're not searching people you follow because it's not always people you follow. You're just trying to find something that has previously come up on your timeline in the past. And it can just only show you the tweets that you've already... That's clever. And I think that's a really good idea. And I put this one out on, well, on Twitter, obviously. And, I mean, get this. At least 18 people agree with me. And that's that's pretty um, overwhelming as a majority. 18 people think I'm right and so I would like to make a personal appeal to Jack right now please make this happen it's a really really good idea I use Twitter a lot and you know I'm one of your your biggest biggest fans and I would like you to do this because it would make my life easier and less annoying and whilst you're at it I would also like you to kick off all the the racists and the the bots and uh, stop the Russian disinformation and stop feeding us things that will make us angry and also verify me. But mainly, please can we search based on tweets we've already seen because that would be really, really useful. Thank you very much. And if anyone has any contact at Twitter, please pass this message on because it would improve my life immeasurably. 
Thank you very much. We'll do what's going on next after Ashniko panic attacks in paradise. Wizard Radio. Ashniko with panic attacks in paradise. You're on Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Hi. Uh, right. It is time for our Saturday afternoon game of this. What's going on? Bit of fun. If you're bored, if you've not got much going on right now, you can get involved with this and stimulate your brain cells and have fun doing it. In What's Going On, every week I play you a little clip of something confusing and chaotic. And your task is to try and explain what you are hearing. I have ripped it completely from context. I give you nothing. I don't tell you what's happening. I just tell you, well, play you the noises. You need to basically just attach a story to those noises that kind of makes sense to you based on the available evidence. It's very, very simple. Um, it doesn't have to be right. I prefer it if it's not right, to be honest, because it's much more fun that way. And there is obviously, as with every game we have ever, ever done on this show, no prize because we have no budget for prizes. But you can, you can just know that you, if you do somehow buy some miracle get it right you'll know that you're really really clever and that i think is a reward enough so you have to tell me what is going on in the clip that i play you let's have a listen to it for the first time right now Now that, to me, sounds like a man in pain. That There's not a lot else that could be. That is a man making noises. He does not sound happy. That That is pretty much all I can tell you from that. Pretty, pretty obvious. But why? Is it pain or have I got it completely wrong? Is it something else? Why is he making those noises? What's the slightly confusing noise at the start all about? What is happening there have you got an explanation for me that vaguely makes sense if there was a video accompanying that noise which th there is what would it be showing that is the question on what's going on to get involved very simple just send me a text 07807 183 538 that is my number on the emails it's station at wizardradio.co.uk or on social media, Instagram, Twitter, all them lot. It's at Radio. So what's going on today? Here, again, is the clip you are trying to explain to me. I should add, by the way, that the, the beep in the middle of that, that's not... So, that's not really the clip that's that's someone that's some profanity being bleeped out to make it broadcastable that's not <laughs> it's not like a robot in the middle um so what what's happening there i think it's quite a funny one today because obviously i know the answer because i've picked it but if you can get it i'll be very impressed and if you can explain it in a way that's funnier than the truth i will be even more impressed so what's going on today is that get involved and i'll give you the answer before the end of the show at five o'clock coming up i'm going to play you the new song by craig david who as you know 
because I talk about it at any given opportunity. I absolutely adore. And so after four, I want to revisit something that we learned about Craig David earlier in the year because it made me absolutely howl because it's ridiculous. So that is on the way. I'll play you Lil Nas X as well, which is a tune. After we get you up to date, here's the news headlines. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Craig David and M&EK, what a team up. That was a brand new song, came out yesterday, called Who You Are on Wizard Radio. I am the world's biggest Craig David fan. And earlier on in the year, I discovered he has the most ridiculous daily routine. Let's revisit that right now. I mentioned that one of my favourite things in the world this week is an interview that my favourite person in the world ever, Craig David, did with the newspaper Metro. I love Craig David. You might know that about me. You might not know that about me. I am obsessed. I think he's brilliant. I like his music. His music is good. You know, who doesn't love a bit of Seven Days or Fill Me In or Re Rewind with the Crown Say Bo Selector? You know, all tunes. But equally, just as a human being, he fascinates me. I would love to know what Craig David is, is really like. Like, you know, in private, behind the curtain, what is it like just to hang out with, with Craig David? Um, we did get an insight into that when he, he got his mum a car for Christmas. When was that? That must have been about two years ago. But, Craig, yeah, that was that was good. And he gave us a whole, like, Instagram story tour of his mum's house and all that kind of stuff. That was a real highlight for Craig David content. Until now. Because in this interview that he's given with the Metro, there are so many ridiculous revelations that he's made about his life. I need to go through them. I need to dissect this. I need to analyse this. Because the man is incredible. That He's ridiculous. He has no concept of his own ridiculousness. And that's almost what I love about him. I think it's great. So let's, let's just go through this, like, bit by bit, right? And let me tell you what Craig David's daily routine is it's kind of like okay obviously famously in the song seven days he does tell you that he met a girl on monday took her for a drink on tuesday made love on wednesday through saturday and then chilled on sunday but i feel like that was that was 20 years ago his life now is is very different and one of the things he revealed in this interview is that every day he gets up at five o'clock in the morning to meditate so he sets an alarm he gets up at 5 a.m he meditates for half an hour which is you know quite extreme it's the kind of thing you see on like linkedin when bosses are like want to be more productive just wake up at 5 a.m and meditate so he does that but then then afterwards after he's done his 30 minutes of meditation he goes back to bed and goes back to sleep for several hours so he just randomly wakes up in the middle of the night at 5 a.m to do some meditation and then goes back to sleep. Why? He says it's the nicest feeling going back to bed after meditation. I'll tell you what's nicer, Craig. It's much nicer just sleeping all the way through and waking up at, like, lunchtime. That's nice. I guarantee Try it, Craig. You'll love it. It's much better than waking up at 5am to meditate. Bonkers, but okay. I like that. It's it's what he does. It's Craig David's thing. Just being a bit extreme. So then, then once he's, he's done his meditation, he's gone back to sleep, he's woken up again... He'll have some fruit for breakfast, just just fruit. Again, have you tried, like, Cocoa Pops? Um, but he says 
this is another interesting thing that I've kind of picked out of this interview. He always has movies on in the background. Whatever he's doing at home, he'll just put a movie on. I don't get that. Like, movies require concentration. Surely you'd want to either sit down and watch one, or just put, like, the radio on, or some music, or daytime telly. Just if you like having noise or something on in the background. But he's like, no, I'm going to put on a full movie whilst I clean the kitchen or whatever it is. I don't think Craig David cleans his own kitchen. Again, that just feels slightly unnecessary and over the top. His favourite movies are uh, Aladdin or (laughs) Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He loves them. He says he'll throw them on as standard, and I quote, just to catch a vibe. I don't really know what that means either, but if Craig says it, he must know what he's talking about. Aladdin helps Craig David catch a vibe. Uh, Okay, I'll take your word for that one, Craig. Great, great. Um, Another interesting thing I've taken from this interview is um, that he has taken up some new hobbies since the pandemic started. What kind of hobby do you think Craig David, international pop star and heartthrob, would have? Maybe uh, weightlifting or... Uh, yoga. I mean, obviously, he loves his meditation. He's not done any of that. He's taken up flower arranging. Craig David loves a bit of horticulture. He's all over it. He, like, puts plants all over his house. And um, a part of his daily routine, actually, is watering them because he, he had the realisation they're not going to water themselves, which is which is true. That That is how plants work. Good. Um, but he loves a bit of flower arranging, which is the least glam pop star hobby I've ever heard which again is incredible. I can just imagine Craig sitting there in his house with some, some tulips and some roses, just putting them in a in a nice vase together and going, oh, now that one needs a bit of a trim. Oh, oh yeah, those go well together. Oh, lovely, lovely, that needs watering. I love it. It's really cute and wholesome, but just not what you'd expect from someone as mega as Craig David. So that's that. He likes candles. They help him relax. He gave a few candle recommendations. That's another thing I took from this interview. But forget about all that. That's all kind of weird. But it's not half as weird as this revelation that I found. Um, so do you remember, I've been talking about this all all show. It's the first anniversary, pretty much, kind of over the next couple of weeks it's happening. So do you remember this time last year, everybody was kind of scared that the supermarkets would run out of food. There was the whole toilet paper crisis. There was a flour crisis. And Craig David was concerned, obviously, with, you know, all these people panic buying and all that rubbish, that he might not be able to get any fresh food in the pandemic. So what he did as a solution to this, and again, this is just delightfully Craig David, he went to a shop, a local small shop, I think called Ella, and bought loads of fancy muesli. And then that's all he ate for I don't know how long. But he just said, I stocked up on muesli. I had it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So he was eating muesli for every meal. I wouldn't even want muesli for breakfast. It's rubbish. It's like rabbit food. It's like granola's poor relation. It's horrible. He ate it three times a day for I don't know how long. He said, eventually, I soon realized, once you've had it for breakfast, you don't really want that for lunch and dinner. Amaze. Of course you don't, Craig. It's Because it's horrible. Why would you want to eat the same thing every meal? forever i know there's a pandemic but it's cool you don't have to eat, <laughs> eat muesli every day like you're in some kind of secret survival bunker it's all good the best bit of that line when he says you know you don't really want it for breakfast lunch and dinner i still have a few bags to go through though 
It's been a year, Craig! How much muesli did you buy? Has he got like a room in his house that's just filled up from floor to ceiling with bags of muesli? Does he have like guests round and all his friends and family and he's trying to sell them muesli because he's got so much he just wants to get rid of it? Has he bought like an entire family of rabbits just to feed them muesli? How much muesli have you got, Craig David? I would love to know. I need to know. If you've still got muesli a year later, several bags after panic buying loads. I don't know. The man just bewilders me and fascinates me in equal measure. So that is Craig David's daily routine. Horticulture, Aladdin and muesli. Oh, that's a good pop song. Dylan and someone else on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Good afternoon, all. Mahalia is on the way, and Muna, and the Kid Leroy as well. Um, Angela Merkel was German Chancellor for a very, very long time. How, how mad is that? that? Like, when Angela Merkel became the German Chancellor, which is like the head of the head of Germany, uh, like over here, Tony Blair was the Prime Minister, and she's just been there ever since until I think quite recently when she stepped down. She's a pretty good run. I think she's like 16 years. So good on her. Um, and she got a leaving gift from uh, the European Council. Remember remember them? Is that like Jean-Claude Juncker and all them, the, the Brexit crew? Um, they gave her a leaving present to say bye, which is very nice. Um, as people often get when they leave jobs. I guess being Chancellor of Germany is no different. Their leaving present that they got for Angela Merkel. I, mean, I don't think it's very good, to be honest. I, I don't fully know what it is, which might be where some of the difficulty comes in. I'll try and describe it to you. It's, I mean, basically it's a slab of glass. That's the main, the main description, I guess. Just this big, chunky slab of glass. And then inside the slab of glass, you've got a little model. Uh, it's like a a little metal ball, and that's enclosed in some more. It's like more glass or like a a bubble in the glass or something, and it has four little sticks extending from it in like a cross formation. So you got a slab of glass, weird thing in the middle, metal ball, and cross going through the middle of metal ball. What is that? I don't really know. <laughs> I can't work it out. It's it's very abstract, whatever it's supposed to be. Um, and it says Angela Merkel, 2005 to 2021 on it, like she's she's died, but she hasn't. She's just stepped down. But that that was her parting gift from all of the European Council, the the big wigs in European politics, gave her a slab of glass. Uh, how how very kind and thoughtful of them. I'm sure it's just what she's always wanted after 16 years of service to her country. Uh, where do you think that's going to end up, by the way? Like, shelf in living room, box, box in attic, box in basement, box in self-storage, bin, eBay, who knows? But, I mean, it's, it's the thought that counts, isn't it? And everybody, everybody's had some slightly duff gifts over the years, um, myself included. I've been thinking about you know, if I had to, not that I'm being ungrateful, but if I had to rank all of my my bottom three gifts that I've ever been given, what would be on there? And I think I think I've got I've got an answer. Um, in at number three, 
in my bottom three gifts I've ever been given would probably be um, a multi-pack of tissues. <laughs> um, it was it was when me and my, my mate were... We decided we were going to do stupid Christmas presents, basically. Like, whatever you could find from the shop, Tiger, for less than a fiver. And I got given loads of tap from there, basically, including some tissues and other things as well. But I feel like the tissues are really the low point in that gear. There was also like a little wooden horse that you could make yourself um, by popping out all the pieces. That was about two years ago almost. The horse still hasn't been made. I made a start and then gave up on it. So that's that's number three on the bottom three gifts I've ever received. That was for Christmas. Number two, for my birthday when I was... Oh, how old was I? I must have been six. My best friend Jamie at the time gave me chicken pox. That was, that was a real low. And that was bad. But I feel like the worst gift I've ever been given on like a birthday. In at number one, the top spot, worst presents I've ever been given to compete with Angela Merkel's weird abstract slab of glass. Um, Tuesdays after my 22nd birthday, I got dumped. And I feel like that's probably the worst of all the three. But, you know, tough competition. The competition is tough. I would take the slab of glass over any of those, to be honest. Um, anyway, on the way, how creative are you with insults? Because I've read about one that really made me laugh. I will tell you what it is after Mahalia and AJ Tracy. This is Roadside on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio with Mahalia, AJ Tracy and Roadside. I'm Alec Feldman. Afternoon. On the way, Moona and the kid Leroy and Gracie. Um, I don't really follow football. I I don't find the game football that interesting outside of World Cups. But I'm becoming increasingly interested, not with, like, the game itself, but with all the, the drama around it. The, the big money transfers, the buyouts, the sackings, all that kind of stuff. I think that is actually quite interesting. And obviously, one of the biggest football developments in the last few weeks, Newcastle FC got bought by, I think it was, like, some Saudi Arabians who have lots and lots of money. And they're making loads of changes. And all the fans are really excited because um, they're going to like sign loads of new players and all that stuff and spend lots of money on the team. And that's cool. And as part of the changes that have been made at Newcastle, the manager has been sacked. The manager is called Steve Bruce. I, I, I don't know Steve Bruce. I don't know Newcastle. I don't follow football. I have no idea whether or not he was a good manager or not or whether his sacking was deserved or what, you know. Um, that's for people far more qualified than me to talk about. What I can talk about, though, is the insults that were thrown at him by the fans. Because it's really, really made me laugh. Um, I don't know necessarily if the fans particularly liked him. This suggests not, because um, he was called a tactically inept cabbage head by some of the Newcastle fans and this insult it really stuck with him and it caught on to the point where like people would start bringing cabbages to Newcastle games to throw at him <laughs> and like they'd bring them to the ground and throw them over the fence and the cleaners who worked at Newcastle Football Club every morning it would be one of their tasks to go around the site and pick up all the cabbages and throw them away before Steve Bruce arrived so it didn't like hurt his feelings 
I mean, what a, what a story. See, football, not that interesting, but all the stuff around it, actually quite funny. So this poor man, he just, you know, just wanted to do his job, um, and he got called a tactically inept cabbage head by the fans, which is actually a very creative insult, really. Because it's, it's so easy to to insult people, but a lot of the time, insults are quite lazy. You know, you're like, oh, you're a moron, oh, you're an idiot, or like, oh, you're a, you know, swear word. But that, that insult requires thought and a, a good vocabulary, and I really respect that. It's a much more creative insult than you'd usually usually get. And so, in honour of this man who I had never heard of before last week, um, I would like to hear about creative insults, please. For the next few minutes, I want the most creative insult you have ever either given someone or yourself received. Can you beat tactically inept cabbage head i hope so it's a bit like have you ever seen the tv show the thick of it there's a guy on there played by peter capaldi who was doctor who with malcolm tucker he is great with the the creative insults but he is also very very deeply offensive so unlike malcolm tucker keep these ones like pg keep them broadcastable please but if you've got any really, really creative insults, either that you have been called or that you've called someone else, obviously we don't encourage bullying on this show, but if you want to send me a funny insult that you have given or received, my number is 07807183538. On the emails, it's station at wizardradio.co.uk or on the social media, it's at wizardradio, Instagram, Twitter, come find us on there, slide into those DMs, with the most creative insults you have given or received can you beat tactically inept cabbage head aka steve bruce the outgoing manager of newcastle football club on the way i'll play the kid Leroy. after moona and phoebe bridges they've got a song together called silk chiffon and i would like to tell you about moona a little bit more information because i've done some digging as i always like to do and I found out so much about her. And so here, in 60 seconds, is my guide to Moona. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. As everyone with a brain knows, Moona is made of cheese. Anyone who says otherwise is an idiot. It can be found in the sky and it was first discovered in the year 1926. After its discovery, there was fierce competition to be the first person to put people on Moona. Uh, the USA and the country formerly known as the Soviet Union entered a space race in which the USA were eventually successful. They were the first to make it. Neil Armstrong was the first person to ever set foot on Moona. Uh, it was then called... Um, uh, oh, that was then, <laughs> it was then quiet for a few years until the late 1980s when a man from Wigan called Wallace went there with his dog uh, in a homemade rocket because the shops were closed and he'd run out of cheese. That said, there are some who deny any human being has ever been to Moona, and in fact, all the Moona landings are faked. These people are gradually decreasing in number, as their other beliefs, including opposition to vaccination, are sort of triggering a bit of a natural selection process. And that's Moona in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman here. Afternoon. Um... Coming up, Gracie, Doja Cat, Miles Mikulski on the radio at five. And what's going on before that? But we are talking about creative insults. Steve Bruce, the former manager of Newcastle Football Club, 
was called a tactically inept cabbage head and I thought this was just a beautiful use of the English language and I wanted to hear some more and you've not let me down this is gonna be a fun one so let's begin with Justin who says uh, someone at school once said I am worth nothing more than the excuse me not worth nothing more than the debris you find on a piece of floss which whilst it did kind of hurt my feelings I couldn't help but congratulate them because that is such a creative insult it is the debris on a piece of floss floss because that's you know unwanted bit gross unimportant you throw it away immediately small insignificant they're just all of these horrible things put so beautifully into that image of someone flossing their teeth to get rid of you oh chef's kiss beautiful um <laughs> i love that you said you had to congratulate them after they'd been really mean to you like a sort of oh well you know you got me there oh jolly good well done well done good game um whilst they're totally dunking on you but no well done for being a sport i guess Benji says, I was having an argument with my mum about COVID. Basically, the same argument. Last like 18 months. My mum hurtful, but not entirely disagreeable. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, the recognition here that, you know, um, these were pretty good insults. I'm quite enjoying. Oh, apparently I, I cut out during that last one. Shall I say it? So shall I say it again? Uh, we can enjoy Benji's message again, or for the first time. Um, I don't really know. I was having an argument with my mum about COVID, says Benji. Basically the same argument everyone has with their parents about COVID in the last 18 months. I wanted to go to a gig because COVID wasn't so bad anymore. She said to me, you're like Piers Morgan without the money or the reason to be so confident. Oh! Bird, that's brutal. Nobody would ever want to be compared to Piers Morgan under any circumstances. And I feel like those ones in particular are very harrowing. Um, to have that said to you, oh, how do you come, I mean, you can't, you can't come back from that <laughs> without the money or the reason to be so confident. What, what is the reason to be so confident? Where does Piers Morgan get his confidence from? And can I can I get in on that? Can I go to the same place he gets his confidence from? Or maybe just steal his because he does not need it. He has far too much. Um, the world would be a better place if Piers Morgan was a bit less self-assured, but not to worry. Um, Rosie says, at the start of the lockdown last year, we were all staying at home and had no reason to shower. Uh, my dad compared me to Oscar the Grouch if he still lived in his parents' house which I've been trying to use ever since because I liked it. Whether it's good or not it did get me to have a shower so it worked. It had its intended effect. Um, Oscar, Oscar I, I'm not sure I'm familiar with Oscar the Grouch let me google him and I'll tell you whether I oh it's the Muppet oh no I know who he is oh of course it's the, yeah, it's the green Muppet that lives in a bin <laughs> okay, that, that suddenly makes a lot more sense to me. That's funny. You're just like a green puppet who lives in a bin and eats trash and sings a song called I Love Trash. <laughs> Rude. But they're like flies hovering around you as you hadn't showered for so long. That That's a good one. Um, Olivia, 
I once called this guy in my class that I cannot stand a poor man's version of a poor man. Which took a while for people to get their head around. But in a way, is that not the best insult of them all? That's clever. <laughs> yeah, I think I like that. That's good. You've taken the phrase, you've turned it on its head. Very good. It's a 10 out of 10 from me. I might pinch that. And Sam says, I once called someone a spineless tapeworm, which whilst I thought was a good insult at the time, um, it was before I was reminded that tapeworms don't have a spine anyway. So I don't really know where that one was going. So you just called him a tapeworm, um, which is somewhat offensive, I suppose. Even, you know, spine or no spine, being called a tapeworm is saying, you're living inside me without my consent and stealing all my food and being a general nuisance and a parasite, which is still pretty insulting, um, even if the spineless wasn't strictly necessary. But I don't mind that. I rate that as an insult, spineless tape, which, yeah. Pick a better, pick a better um, animal instead of tapeworm, spineless. Um, I don't know, spineless, spineless pig. Pigs are always used as insults. Nobody really likes pigs. Be a spineless pig, because that way it's saying like you're dirty, you're dishonest, and you can't stick up for yourself because you have no spine. Boom, burn. Well, this has been fun. I've enjoyed this very much. Um, I think these are on par, if not better than tactically inept cabbage head so thanks for getting involved as always i've had a lot of fun we will do what's going on we'll get the answers on that and then miles mccorsky will be here but before that let's play gracie this is sad song on wizard radio gracie on wizard radio that was sad song uh alec feldman on till five which is in 12 minutes maths fans doja cat coming up before the end of the show but first let's do this What's going on? So in what's going on, you have to tell me what's going on. It's a very, very simple premise. We played you a clip um, before four o'clock and that clip was loud and chaotic and confusing. And it is your task to work out what that clip was was of, what was happening. Here it is again to refresh your memory. So that to me sounds like a man in pain. I'm not an expert, but that in many ways is quite an easy one. But the real question is why? Why is he in pain? What has happened to this poor chap that has led to this happening? Your guesses come now. Mason says, I think the sound at the beginning of the video is an animal. No human makes that sort of noise. I have a theory for this video, and it might be a bit out there, but hang in there with me, Alec. I think this is a video of a peacock attacking a human man. They're at the zoo. All is calm. Then the peacock runs, attacks the man. He runs away. He's hurt, and that is why he swears. It all makes sense when you think about it. Mm. You know what I should have done? Um, tactically, I probably should have read this one out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> because it's actually quite close to the real answer, but well, I'll tell you what, we'll put a pin in Mason and come back to him in a minute. He thinks it's a peacock attacking a man. Emily says, I don't think this is actually someone in pain. I think it's a red herring. You've fed us falsehoods 
I think the person in the video is actually crying of joy. They're really happy. They might. Uh, this might sound like a stretch, but my gut is telling me this is a video of a baby being born in the wild. <laughs> Sorry. At the very beginning of the video, this the sound is of a baby crying its first cry after coming into the world. There are some other clangs, but that's just the sound of people moving things out of the way after the baby had been born. Person crying is because they've just seen their newborn baby for the first time and they can't believe it. Such a lovely clip, Alec. <laughs> Sorry, is it, what? A human baby are you talking about? There must be. But you know what? What human gives birth in the wild? That doesn't. That doesn't happen. Like if it did happen a long time ago, that wouldn't have been caught on camera. I don't, do people do that? Do they have like na a nature births a thing? Surely not. No. We're not, we're not talking about like the Jungle Book here, are we? No. The, no. It's not a baby being born in the wild, Emily. God, I can't believe you'd suggest that. Um, no, you're you're completely wrong. It's not tears of happiness. And also, that man did not sound happy. Though nothing about that was a man meeting his unborn, well, his child for the first time after it had been born. And why would you swear? You know, you, you, don't, you don't generally do that when you're really happy, do you? Maybe you do. But no, it's not that. No. Archie says, this is a video of an evil baby, Alec. Everyone's talking about babies. Um, at the start of the video, the baby's crying and throwing things, and then the baby throws something at the man in the video, hits him on the head, he falls to the ground, he's swearing and screaming because he is so hurt. No babies were involved in the making of this video, unfortunately. Um, um, he does sort of get... It's not something that gets thrown at his head, it's like something that throws itself at his head, kinda. If that makes sense. So I'm ready to take the pin out of Mason now. I put a pin in him. I said we'll come back to him at the end. Mason's guess, um, to remind you, was that it was a human being attacked by an animal. Specifically, a peacock attacking a man. Now, as you may have guessed, it is an animal attacking a human. Did I say human attacking an animal before? I meant animal attacking a human. It's, it is an animal attacking a human, not a peacock. But yes, a man. Uh, it doesn't take place at a zoo, I don't think. It looks like some kind of car park. And in the car park, there's a man. He's just, you know, minding his own business, as, as you do. When a squirrel, or um, in the words of the headline, a thug squirrel, jumps onto this man's head and basically just attacks him. He's like on the ground, squirrel's on the ground. It leaps up. I, I don't know how it manages to jump that high. But he jumps onto the, the man, latches itself onto his head, and the man is in great pain. The man throws him off, runs away. So actually, Mason, you are almost right on this one. So good job, I guess. The only thing you were wrong about was that there was a peacock, actually a squirrel. So give yourself a big pat on the back from me in a patronising way. Because you have sort of almost won what's going on this week. So well done to you. Uh, so now you know what this clip is of. Shall we hear it again to enjoy imagining a man being attacked by a squirrel? Yeah, go on then. Do you see? Vintage. Amazing. Um, and that is it. What's going on is finished. The show is now finished. Thanks for listening. It's been lovely hanging out with you. Those creative insults made me laugh a lot. 
So thanks very much for getting involved. If you've missed anything, I'm really sorry about that. More for you. But there is a podcast. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast. And it's the whole show without all the songs and the news and stuff. So if you want to get that, just put it into like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of them. And you'll find it and you can subscribe and listen to the show whenever you like. Miles Mikulski is coming up next. And I'll be back on Friday with the weekly mixtape. Final song from me today is Doja Cat. This is Need to Know Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.